Now a prayer of illumination. Please join me in this short prayer before our reading. Lord, you are indeed the savior of the world. Give us living water that we may not thirst. Amen. The scripture reading is taken from John chapter 4, verses 7 through 15. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share common things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him, and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, you have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty again. The water that I will give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. The word of the Lord. The hymn is number 209, O Love That Wilt Not Let Me Go.
seated. And let us engage in a moment of prayer. God, give us a clear vision of the truth. Faith in your power and confident assurance of your love. Amen. There is a story in the fourth chapter of John's Gospel, an account of the time that Jesus met a woman at a well in the town of Samaria. He was on his way from Jerusalem back to his home in Galilee, and he needed a drink of water. There is one thing that's noticeable about this story is its length. It's over 40 verses. Unusual because most of Jesus' encounters were of shorter length. Uh, a story of that length uh, would provide enough material for a whole series of sermons. But here I, I want to quote what John said about his friend Jesus. There cometh after me one who is mightier than I, whose sandal I am not worthy to untie. So I will deal with only one bit of that long chapter. Now, there are two short stories. We won't be too lengthy. You've heard me say before that nothing shortens the sermon like the smell of the coffee. Well, there's no coffee this morning, but don't uh, take that as a warning. The sermon will be short anyway. Two short stories with, in a way, no religious significance, whatever, but which bring out the significance of the unexpected. Now, the lesson which was read dealt with the water that was given to Jesus and the water uh, that he was recommending to uh, the woman at the well. The sermon is, or the bulletin is usually made up on Sunday afternoon and evening. And so between Sunday and later in the week, sometimes the emphasis changes. So I'm talking more about the unexpected. I'm always interested in the experience of meeting famous people. And sometimes, as with the, the, as with the woman at the well, you don't recognize who it is at first. If the lesson went on to almost the last verse, that point would be made uh, that the woman didn't know until the end that this was the Messiah. To get on with one of my stories, one night, way back in 1960, I was seated at the counter of the Lorna Dune restaurant in Amherst. A man came in and took the one remaining empty stool at the counter, 
right beside me. Now, one thing I remember, and really one thing only about that uh, encounter, was his large hands. After he left, the server said, did you know that that was Floyd Patterson sitting right beside you? She had learned his name and his destination, Cape Breton, for some hunting and fishing. Floyd Patterson, the world heavyweight champion from 1957 till 1962. And I didn't recognize him. Remember, if you read that chapter in John to its conclusion, almost the closing line, he can't be the Messiah, can he? Now there's another personal story, and this goes all the way back to my late teens in the Royal Canadian Air Force, radar trade, pre-ministry days. I didn't have a car, and hitchhiking was my mode of travel. For a year or so, I was stationed in Chatham, about two hours from my home in Petticodiac. One night, it was around Salisbury, a car stopped, the driver in overalls, rubber boots, I assumed correctly that he was a local farmer. I was in uniform, and after a few pleasantries uh, where I uh, was stationed and my hometown and you know, the who's your father and all that sort of thing, he shared my boys in the Air Force too. Oh, and where is he stationed? In Ottawa. What trade and what part of Ottawa? He's at headquarters. He's the Air Vice Marshal. I caught my breath. Yes, he explained, we were milking the cows one night. He had just finished high school, and Huey said, Dad, I think I'd like to go to college. So he enrolled at UNB in the Faculty of Engineering, got into the university air training plan, just as the war was starting in 1939. And I could have finished the story. A young college graduate already in Air Force training, war coming, a quick rise through the ranks. Well, the rest is history. The boss of the entire Air Force and I, at just about the lowest rank there was in the military. And there I was traveling with the boss's father. Remember that exclamation of the Samaritan woman, he cannot be the Messiah, can he? The element of surprise, then and now, it can happen so unexpectedly in any place at any time. I was surprised 
by the unexpected appearance in small town Nova Scotia of a famous boxer. I was surprised by a drive with the father of a high-ranking military officer. Sometimes God comes into our lives in a most surprising, unexpected way, in an unexpected place and time. So keep watch. You may have the experience similar to that of a broken-hearted teenager who was head over heels in love. That first love, when you assume that that feeling is going to last forever, going to last for a lifetime, only to have the dream shattered by rejection. That's not supposed to happen. The teenager wandered one night into a Youth for Christ rally at the Moncton High School Auditorium. Nothing really worth remembering until near the end. A hymn, still nothing very memorable about it until one verse four lines just as I am though tossed about with many a conflict many a doubt fightings and fears within without O Lamb of God I come and the teenager thought that's me it's all about me and in his thoughts, he said some kind of a yes, which eventually he realized was yes to God. And life proceeded on through many dangers, toils and snares over many years, right down to today, the 15th of March, in the pulpit, the high pulpit, of St. Andrew's Presbyterian Church. Keep watching. It can happen in the most unexpected place and time, a most unexpected way. I think of that line again, come and see a man who has told me all that I have done. He can't be the Messiah, can he? Amen. Now this is usually the time of the offering, as you have already had the instruction. The uh, plates are at the door, and you can place your offering there uh, on your uh, on your way, on your way out. And so I will begin our prayers with a, a prayer of dedication. And so let us pray. Receive these gifts as a symbol of all that we seek to be and do 
in your way. Direct us in the use of these offerings for your glory and for the well-being of all. And we continue in prayer. With this word, come before the throne of grace with boldness that we may obtain mercy and find to grace, find grace to help in our time of need. And in that attitude, let us continue praying a prayer of thanksgiving, a prayer when we give thanks to God for the church universal of which this building is a symbol. Thanks to God for the help that we need in times like this. And we give thanks to God for the presence whenever two or three, a small number is gathered together for this place where we may be still and know that you are God for our past and the vision of the future, for the faith of those who have gone before us and for our encouragement by their perseverance, bearing in mind the present crisis in our country and in our world, we pray be mindful, O God, of all who stand in need of your great tenderness of heart, whether friend or stranger, for you are the help of the helpless, the hope of the hopeless, the savior of the tempest-tossed, for you are our God. And so gathering all of these prayers, the spoken and the unspoken, some prayers too difficult for us to even put into words, we join in praying the prayer that Jesus taught. Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Now we're going to sing number 371, Love Divine, All Loves Excelling.
I bid you to go into the world in peace, to fulfill your high calling as followers of Jesus Christ. Go with God's blessing until we meet again. Amen.